Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. Wherever you happen to be right now, this is episode number two of the Results Matter podcast. I'm Mike Voris, and I help business leaders, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals become measurably more successful. Today, I'm going to start a three-part series about customer experience and how, in a world where awful customer service seems to have become the normal, it might just be easier than ever to differentiate yourself. A quick ask before we jump in. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, and give the podcast a great review wherever you listen. It will really help us get this content to more people who could really benefit from it. Today, I'm going to start a three-part series on customer experience. This is a huge topic for business leaders, entrepreneurs, managers, and sales professionals, or at least it should be. Just so that you don't think I'm completely crazy or a total ass, let me preface this by acknowledging that I'm hypersensitive to customer service and the customer experience, both good and bad. I probably make a bigger deal out of receiving bad service than most people, and I know that. I also try really hard to be really vocal when I have good good experience. Trouble is, great customer experiences are becoming more and more rare. I think you'd agree. Awful customer service, on the other hand, it, it seems to have become the normal. It's expected. It's tolerated. It's no big deal. Well, guess what? In my book, awful customer service will never be normal. I don't expect it, and I won't tolerate it. And it absolutely is a big deal to me. Look, I make a big deal about it because I absolutely hate when somebody I spend money with disrespects me. And that's exactly what awful customer service is. It's disrespect. Companies that fail to deliver a positive experience to their paying customers, they're disrespecting their customers. It's that simple. Companies that deliver a positive customer experience make me want to do more business with them. I'll go out of my way to do more business with them. I'll pay more money. I'll drive farther. I'll wait longer. And I'll tell anybody who will listen about my great experience. But if I've had a bad experience, if a company disrespects me with, with poor service, you better believe I will tell anybody who will listen about it. Small businesses seem to do a lot better with this. Smaller companies seem to understand the value of a single customer. Not all of them, obviously. But something happens when companies grow larger. Many start to take their customers for granted. They act as though, in the interest of efficiency, delivering a positive experience isn't a top priority. Maybe it's important, but it's no longer most important. In giant organizations, these, these big companies, these huge companies, despite having the most resources at their disposal, are often the absolute worst. Think about any correspondence you've had lately uh, with your phone company, with your cable company, or your internet provider. You get the idea. Your blood pressure probably just ticked up a couple points, didn't it, just with me talking about it. What about your drugstore or pharmacy? I've been getting prescriptions that I need filled at CVS for years, as long as I can remember, and quite often buying other stuff while I'm in the store. I would literally drive past a half a dozen other pharmacies on my way to CVS in the next town over where we used to live. 
When we moved, I never changed pharmacies, not even to the CVS that's closer to our house now. I'm hardwired to be I'm hardwired to be loyal with whom I do business. I don't jump around town for sales or to save a buck, and if I get comfortable with something, I stick with it. Now, CVS has never been the mecca of great customer service. I've never been so delighted that I'd rave about them or anything like that. Look, it was fine. It was whatever. Changing would be more work than it was worth. Transferring prescriptions and all that, which which ended up being total BS in hindsight. It was, it was crazy easy. So what made me finally change after all these years? Was there a major altercation? No. Did I get the wrong drugs? Fortunately, no. Did I trip and fall over a 17-foot cash register receipt? Surprisingly, no. Here's what happened. I got sick of the mood, the feel, the attitude, the culture, and the environment from the customer's perspective. I got sick of waiting in line too long because they're always understaffed. I got sick of folks behind the pharmacy counter being noticeably grouchy, stressed, rushed, and miserable because they're being overworked because leadership won't give them enough people to take good care of their paying customers. I got sick of their phone system being a pain in the butt to navigate and never being able to talk to a human being, most likely because the only two people behind the counter working the register, the drive-up window, filling prescriptions, and pitching flu shots that they don't actually have time to administer are too damn busy. And they really are. They're too damn busy. Too busy to put any thought at all into providing an excellent customer experience. Shopping at CVS became transactional at best and frustrating at worst. So, I finally left, and I couldn't be happier that I did. Now, I'm in the honeymoon period with my new pharmacy, so this could all change, but I don't think it will, at least not if they keep doing business the way they're doing it right now. If you look around the retail landscape, there's a CVS on the corner, and there's a Walgreens right across the street. These two drugstore, pharmacy, retail giants look very similar. They seem to function very similar, offer the same or similar products and services, and are obviously competing for the same customers. Similar on the surface, but much different when it comes to the customer experience they provide. And it's no accident or coincidence. The difference is a product of each company's leadership and strategy. Both CVS and Walgreens have aggressive growth strategies. Walgreens recently purchased about 2,000 Rite Aid stores and CVS acquired Aetna, the U.S.'s third largest insurer in terms of membership. Neither company is afraid to to close underperforming locations either. These are both for-profit businesses, and that's a good thing. The coronavirus pandemic has obviously challenged both companies financially and functionally. But despite the challenges of the season, Walgreens continues to outperform CVS in terms of customer experience by a huge margin. CVS stores that I've been in are dark and cluttered. Walgreens stores, however, have bright lighting with much more open floor plans. When I walk into a Walgreens, the cashier says, welcome to Walgreens. In the pharmacy, the people are friendly. They're helpful and upbeat. The mood is better. The attitude is better. The environment is better. The culture from the outside looking in is better. Walgreens employees act as though they're happy to help me. 
At CVS, I always felt like I was a burden. A few days after I picked up my first prescription order from Walgreens, a nice lady called to make sure it was going okay and to see if I had any questions for the pharmacist. I couldn't believe it. A real human being taking time to call me, not a robot or an automated service, a real human being. Super cool. In a world mostly dominated by awful customer service, little things like an unexpected phone call can make all the difference. Now, I'm sure training and hiring practices play a big part in all this, and I know that adequate staffing plays a, uh, a huge part in all this. And like I said, none of this is by accident or coincidence. CVS stores are so short-staffed by their leadership that they probably couldn't deliver a positive customer experience if they really tried. But it's clearly not their focus. It's not their priority. And customers can see and feel the difference. And for me, I finally decided I didn't want to spend my money there anymore. So I had my prescriptions transferred to Walgreens. Super easy and painless, by the way. When I go there, I always hear, welcome to Walgreens, when I walk in the door. It's nice. The store is nice. It's clean. It's well lit. And there's actually room to walk around. It's not cluttered. They always seem to have enough people working. The folks in the pharmacy are friendly. And for me, that's what I want. Friendly. Make me feel like you're happy I'm doing business with you and not giving my money to somebody else. Act as though you value me as a paying customer. Make my life easier, not more difficult. Understand that the customer experience matters and that leaders of businesses have control over that. The customer experience is not an accident or a coincidence. It's well-executed strategy when the strategy, when the strategy actually includes intentionally creating a positive customer experience. But if it's not a focus, if it's not a priority, It'll never happen, at least not consistently. So let's get out of corporate America and dump all of this into Main Street, into Small Business USA. Good news, bad news. Intentionally creating a positive customer experience is easier in small business. There's less people involved, there's less layers, and it can be easier to control. Not easy, but easier, often easier. That's the good news. The bad news. CVS can afford to lose my business. CVS can afford to have me telling this story to anybody who will listen. At least, at least for now they can. Long term, I think awful customer service can destroy even the largest of companies, especially in ultra-competitive markets. CVS can afford to lose my business and that of people like me who give a damn about being respected where we spend our money. Can you? CVS can weather bad reviews, at least for a while. Can you? Can your business? Designing and executing a positive customer experience is not an accident. It doesn't just happen. It needs to be intentional. It needs to be a focus and a priority. It's much more difficult to lose in a competitive industry when you consistently provide a noticeably better customer experience. It matters. It makes a huge difference. Thank you so much for listening today to the Results Matter podcast. If you enjoy or find this material useful, please subscribe, give a great review and share with others. Be sure to check out the next episode, which will be part two of this three-part series on customer experience. 
where I'm going to dig deeper into a world where awful customer service seems to have become the normal, and because of that, it just may be easier than ever to differentiate yourself. The Results Matter Podcast is a production of Vori's Business Solutions. If you'd like to learn more about additional services, products, and solutions designed to give your business an unfair advantage, you'll find a link to vorisbusiness.com in the show notes. Be sure to sign up for free business coaching delivered right to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening today to the Results Matter Podcast.